0: hey everybody welcome back to you got it dude i'm dina and i'm whitney and holy shit do we have an episode today it is quite a doozy so let's just let's just set the scene so probably about every wednesday to even friday morning one of us will text each other and say what are we gonna watch this week and i texted whitney and she goes let's watch the cruise episode. And for those that are listening in chronological order, that is the part two of the SeaWorld
1: episode. Yeah, I just couldn't wait to see what happened. I was like, okay, we know know that they got onto the cruise ship. What happens now? I can't wait to see. And me being a
0: big fan of cruises, which we can get into, I was like, yes. But I am also unemployed. So I was like, Okay, um, let me see if I can find this for free. I mean, it's a $1.99 on iTunes. And like looking back, the therapy from watching this is going to cost a lot more. Ugh. So I was able to find it. But as we've discussed in prior episodes, that there are these features on YouTube where people are literally just filming them watching the VHS of it for like content that can't be streamed. And so <laughs> I found one of those. So I text Whitney and I go, well, I found this one. It might be a little
1: weird. But we agreed to go for it. We did. And uh, Dina watched it first. I had no idea. I wasn't prepared for what was to come. But Dina watched it first. She sent me a text saying, oh, my God, this is insane. And then I watched it last night. It was intense.
0: So I guess, okay. so I was so distracted by what happened, which we'll get into, that I forgot to write a synopsis yes Uh, um so i'm just gonna wing it
1: we're gonna improv it we're gonna see how dina does on her improv skills she's basically like a groundling right now (laughs) she's a she's a second city character let's sign me up for io yes and let's go dina
0: We enter in at the second part of the SeaWorld universe where the twins are now aboard a commercial cruise liner with their parents, the boss, and Skippy and Bobo have joined them on this cruising adventure (laughs) for some reason. The girls are bored, roaming about the cruise ship, trying to search for a mystery as they do. Uh, The boss is the Mr. Dursley lookalike, is seasick all the time, and the dad just cannot put down his work laptop. The mom adds nothing to this episode.
1: (laughs) Other than trying to distract him with sex.
0: Yes, which is another problem. The girls see that the boss has stolen their dad's laptop, which, as you may remember, contains the computer code to talk to dolphins. Uh And the the dad is like, the boss wouldn't do this. After a long time, you know, roundabout where, of course, nobody believes the girls, they discover the fake Mr. Dursley was actually Bobo or Skippy. In like a
1: really good mask. It was Bobo. I will always remember that it was Bobo. That was a bad (laughs) one. And Skippy was just like, holy shit, Bobo. How dare you?
0: Yeah. In a mask who had stolen the laptop so that he could sell it and profit off of it. And that was it uh skippy was
1: heartbroken and that nobody seemed to mind after that cut to them singing a song about sea world animals apparently and how Two crappy songs in this one as well Two crappy songs. there you go and that was that yeah so
0: now let's get into what we actually watched
1: yikes i'm scared to do so <laughs> i want to preface this by saying to everybody listening because i know some of you listening what we're about to describe, do not go on YouTube and go to try to track it down. You're going to be tempted to go on YouTube. Do not do, do this. Do not. Just listen to our description and then leave it alone. I'm concerned about legal implications. I'm concerned about... So am I. Like, what? yeah. <laughs> this was a video that we watched for free on YouTube, and we highly, highly recommend that nobody else watch this video. It should be taken down. Absolutely.
0: We know this is a male watching it. The The name of the account is just his name, his first and last name. We're not going to so tell you what it is. I'm not going to tell you. And it starts off with him literally pressing play on the VHS. Now, we had talked about this like kind of passive income of watching it, and it was a good way to make money. This is the easiest way to make money, where you just have to set up a tripod and frame the TV. But no, you can tell this man is hand-holding this camera.
1: He is hand-holding a camera. It cuts off the top of the TV at multiple (laughs) parts of the the video.
0: He is shaking. He is moving. Then, all of a sudden, the movie starts off with the parents making out. As we discussed, they're far too sexual for this movie.
1: Way too sexual.
0: And you start hearing some breathing.
1: And this isn't like normal breathing like you might hear on our podcast. No, no, no. This is full-on heavy breathing like <sighs> like that I'm not going to continue to do it <laughs> this is similar
0: to the breathing I heard next to me at the sketched massage parlor I used to attend um,
1: frequently. Yeah,
0: and I was just like at first I was like am I hearing that right <laughs> and then it just kept going and so throughout <laughs> parts of it you'll be distracted by like the sudden like influx of breathing it goes in and out
1: Yeah, it happens sometimes and not others. All of a sudden, he will be silent for like large stretches of time and without rhyme or reason, other than at first I thought that it was because he was turned on by the parents making out, but then he did it at other times that wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. But without rhyme or reason, there will be heavy breathing. I don't want to look too far beneath that particular I don't want to know why. No, we don't want to know why. But that's only part one of why (laughs) this video is so fucked up. Yeah, go into part two. Okay. So part two is that at some point about 10 minutes or so into the video, he adjusts his seating method and in comes his bare fucking legs into the screen as he readjusts his legs to get a better angle in between his knees up at the screen. (laughs) So we don't know why his legs are bare. We don't know what his whole setup looks like. I can only hazard a guess, but I'm guessing it's not good. No, and it is, like,
0: full-on middle-aged man legs. hmm Hairy, gross, the whole thing. That's part two. Yeah. Like, at one point, I just was, like, I wrote in, bare leg, exclamation point. Like, I was yeah. just, like, scared out of my mind.
1: Yeah. Well, it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen. The next part is that... He at one point, I don't know what he ate previous before this. At one point he burps. Oh, I missed that. Behind the screen. Nina, he not only burped, he fucking farted at the end. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Oh my god, I'm gonna send you the exact like time and clip during which he farted. I don't wanna be talking about this as much as you guys don't want to be hearing this. Suffice it to say, the lesson learned from this is that you gotta spend the 199. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this guy has, like, basically all of the detective series, I think. Yep. We can watch any of them if we want to just pull it up. Do (laughs) not do this. Ladies and gentlemen, do not do this. You're going to be tempted. You're going to want to see what we're talking about. Do not do this. Just stick with us.
0: So I had texted Whitney. I would watched this the day before, and I was like, oh, my God, like, do you want to record today? Like, I need to get this out of my system. And we were we couldn't make the timeline work out. And so um when Drew, my boyfriend, got home from work, I was like, You will not believe what I had to watch. And he's already very on the fence about my YouTube habits. Um, he's often questioning what I'm watching in a day. And so I played it for him. And like I fast-forwarded to the making out scene. And uh and he had the breathing, and he was like, Oh, and then I put it to the leg. And he looked me dead in the eye and was like, never show this to me again.
1: <laughs> I honestly almost texted you like two minutes into it. Once the legs came out, I almost sent you a text and was like, Nina, I-, I literally don't know if I can watch this because I feel like <laughs> we're supporting something that's like not on the up and up. Yeah, it would like we're supporting something that like like we should not be watching i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get like weird youtube suggestions from now on i'm worried about like the motivations here i'm worried about like a lot of stuff going on yeah i can show that because i know for a fact he would be like this is disgusting do not do this
0: <laughs> i brought it up the next day well i think he made he made like a joke about like we were watching some sort of oh it was the lisa Ling thing i talked about and it was people getting arrested and he was like they probably were making YouTube videos about Mary Kate and Ashley movies, like and then there was something else and he was like, I thought I said I never want to talk about this again. <laughs> like, I like mean, he was dead serious. So I'm pretty I sure even know. though he has listened now, he will now once again not be listening to the podcast yeah. after that
1: exposure. Yeah. Suffice it to say, in the future, we will be spending the one ninety nine Or we'll be finding something free. We'll never be returning to this format, (laughs) I hope. Because this is a no no can do here. I legit, I like looked at the number of views. I was like wondering about like the statistics of the views. Did you look at comments? No, the the comments were disabled. Mm, That's wise on his part. Uh, Yeah. I wonder (laughs) if they were disabled from the start because I can only imagine the kind of comments that I would like to send over to him. Yikes.
0: I mean, this was an (laughs) error on
1: everybody's part. Yes, definitely. I was so distracted by this that I barely took any notes. I mean, I'm sure I have a lot to say, but that's just how I felt. Oh, oh, this was
0: another thing about the background that I wrote down, is that on this guy's wall behind the TV, there was on one side, like, kindergartner like a son and stuff and then on the other side there was just paper cutouts of every country's flag
1: i mean i i (laughs) i don't i just i don't even know because in my mind now i'm like well maybe he's just kind of like we don't know anything about this guy yeah we don't
0: know like if there's any sort of known
1: mental problems or And so I just, I'm almost reluctant to speculate too much other than to say, whatever you do, don't watch free things through YouTube. Don't (laughs) watch this. This is disturbing.
0: This reminded me of the time, so Whitney and I have known each other a long time. And when we were about 11 years old. We went to our local Super Duper video Mm -hmm. with the actual name. And there was a 19-year-old boy, I'm guessing, something Mm -hmm. like that. Who we were looking for a scary movie because us and our friend love scary movies. And he was like, Oh, you gotta see this one. And it was a movie called The Entity. This movie is about a ghost that rapes a woman multiple times.
1: Yep. Very graphically.
0: Yes. And I don't know what about that movie made this guy. Like, say, I'm going to recommend this to three 11-year-old girls that have walked in. Um, But I think even at age 11, we were like, this was not okay.
1: Yeah. I'm going to make a character call right here and now that that guy was a perv. (laughs) He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly how many times they showed the ghost, like, putting fingerprints on her breasts. That is
0: imprinted in my mind.
1: So. Literally, mine too. And also, it ruined for years because we basically made a joke about this movie. But for years, I could never say the word entity. Like, I couldn't say it because the joke that we made was entity. Because I still can't say it. <laughs> I know. Because of the fact that there was so many close-ups of this woman's breasts getting fondled by a ghost. That, you know, obviously we couldn't just call it by its regular name. But I will say... That's a really great joke for some 11-year-olds. It really was. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> that was great for us. Comical
0: geniuses that we were.
1: We really were. Super duper video. So messed up. So messed up.
0: So yeah, so let's get into the actual movie. Our first cameo from Elizabeth Olsen and Trent Olsen, the older brother.
1: Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm afraid to go return to the video now and go see, but yeah, I didn't know that. The girl in the
0: beginning where they're like, do you have a mystery? That was her. Oh. And then the boys they talked to next was Trent and a random boy. Wow.
1: Well, damn. So they just got to go on a cruise and like, like the whole family went on a cruise. And yeah. Then they just-
0: this is essentially what our hero Sarah Ramos was on. Oh my gosh. I'm so. Let's see, what else? I really like the music that the mimes walk to. Yeah.
1: Um. So let's go back to the beginning again, because I just need to discuss yet again this fact that, like, the parents are in a completely different movie than Mary-Kate and Ashley are in. They are so sexual. At the very beginning, the dad's, like, hard at work on his laptop, and then the mom comes up and starts, like, kissing him, and she's like, what can I do to, like, distract you? What can I do to take you away from this work, you know? can you imagine watching that like when we were seven we watched that and everything like seemed like fine but I was like this is way way too sexual for a kid's uh detective movie yeah and like straight to video detective movie you know what I mean like it just doesn't make any sense and what
0: it was this episode like 25 minutes and we spent two of them on them making out
1: it was and
0: they they literally have no interest in their kids like Granted, a cruise, kids can relatively be independent just because there's so many kids clubs and stuff. But you know where your kid is at. And they just, like, don't
1: care. No, they don't give a shit. They're like, whatever. They're like, they're fine. And then the girls... So then the girls are just looking for any kind of mystery. They're walking around the boat. They see, apparently, Elizabeth Olsen in a cameo. But then they see what they think is the parent's boss stealing a laptop. So then that's their their whole mystery. They see they see a laptop theft. And then the parents' boss meanwhile is is known to be seasick all day. So they're like the parents are just like very dismissive. They're like no, it can't be that boss. He's been sick all day, you know? Like they don't give yeah. a shit that those girls are like trying to justify this to them. I just love that. They're like constantly gaslighting their own children.
0: No belief whatsoever. Yeah, dude. And intercut in this is the song who would you be there is a donald
1: trump name check which should be bleeped out now i agree except for the fact that they rhyme donald trump in the song because it's it's basically okay It's it's like if a genie could make you anything who would you be They rhyme Donald Trump with Forrest Gump, and I actually like that sort of, like, equivalence. I was like, oh, okay, I kind of, I like that rhyming. I get that. Yeah, and then they say you could be a kangaroo which I thought was weird. Yet again, they're backed by a steel drum band, so I like how this kind of connects it to the SeaWorld one, um, where they were also backed by a steel drum band, so I don't know how this, but as they're like performing this song they're doing it right to like figure out what's going on with with the boss right so then yeah. they're like they're like kind of trying to track him and everything and and then the parents even see them and then they're like what the heck are our daughters doing up on stage singing
0: yeah this is on like a stage performance at a cruise ship and as somebody that has um i'm a not to brag but a VIFP for Carnival Cruise Line I have more <laughs> than 29
1: days at sea we got to get more into these cruise stories.
0: Um, and no show is that bad. And also <laughs> they would not allow, there's like the talent contest. I don't know about that. But then, yeah, so they, they sing a song, then they run off. Everybody somehow winds up on the side of the ship. And Bobo makes the most pathetic excuse for to run away and grab the laptop that I've ever seen. For somebody that's supposed to be like a physical attribute to this film, it was
1: very subpar. Oh, yeah. I wrote down fucking Bobo. Um, I really liked how Bobo is allegedly, he has in his possession a mask of the boss, Mr. Kramer, that's apparently so good that he looked exactly like Mr. Kramer until it came to taking it off. And then he takes off this very realistic mask and underneath his face is painted white like he's a mime.
0: Yeah, he he couldn't take off the, which is something I was just reading about when I watched the original Batman that they had to like layer white underneath concealer for when Jack Nicholson wipes off his makeup and he's supposed to be the Joker underneath. It's a very complicated makeup task that they did here yeah
1: Bobo apparently has been just he knows exactly how to do his makeup properly
0: and then Skippy was a accomplice the whole time and knew it was happening and just didn't tell anybody
1: Wow! Well, I mean you can't give up your mind partner in crime Dina that's I thought true. that you knew this
0: there is a code of ethics that exactly. I'm proud
1: of hearing too that's a mime code of ethics um i did like a couple of lines once they realized that it was bobo they uh one of the girls again i can't tell these two apart guys but one of the girls said he thought he can make mucho dinero selling the program and then another i I don't know if it's the same one or a different one but they say that instead of saying that he was playing a little mind game they said he was playing a little mime game (laughs) snaps to them that was a good line And
0: then it ends with another song about the environment, and then the girls just go on an
1: orca. Yeah. Which I don't think would be allowed now. No. First of all, they're referred to as our two youngest trainers, so apparently they've taken some kind of training program to be whale or dolphin trainers, which I find very suspect. I wrote down, what the fuck is this song? (laughs) <laughs> is this supposed to be their version of the We Are the World song? Because it's it's just about how, like, we're all part of the animal kingdom, which, like, yes, maybe that's true. But, like, you know, keeping Orca in captivity is not quite part of, like, the animal kingdom as it was originally intended. By... messaging. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, those were my biggest takeaways from watching this movie other than, as I wrote down, the breathing, the bare legs, the burping, the top cut off, and he fucking farted.
0: Last thing uh, I did note is that at the end of this, like it's the whole like credits and everything. And thank goodness our cameraman decided to stay for all of that. (laughs) Thank goodness. But this movie was also produced in conjunction with Epstein Productions. And I was like, well, that's just the perfect ending to this. Good old Epstein
1: reference. Yikes. (laughs) That's incredible. So, Dina, let's move off this particular movie and move on to a better subject. Mm -hmm. I personally have never been on a cruise. Please tell me about some fun cruise ship stories. Have you ever discovered a mystery on a cruise? You know,
0: I've definitely lost some things on a cruise, such as my dignity. So that would be the (laughs) biggest mystery of where that's gone. Where did it go? (laughs) I, my family very much enjoys a cruise because my parents, primarily, and, and me and my brother, we all have very different interests. So my mom can go gamble, my dad can do yoga, my brother can either play cards or whatever, and we all meet up at dinner. It's great. So as I said, I've been about 30 days at sea. i would probably been on like five or six cruises, one of which was my 21st birthday to Ensenada, Mexico. So fun. There's just something about you're on this ship. And yes, you know, there is the chance you could get claustrophobic. I do not. You make friends on the ship. I'm the type of person where if I know I'm going to meet you again, I have a harder time like opening up or talking. But if I know I'm never going to see you again, I will just go full out. Like my sister-in-law always says, cruise Dina is the best Dina. Like Uh I just go wild. You know, I go to all the events. I am in the club every night. I'm getting to know, like, you have, like, the staff you know and all that kind of stuff. I am just a huge fan.
1: That sounds lovely.
0: Yeah. You know, you have, like, a la an Olsen vacation film. You have your love interest for the week, which is always fun, especially, like, when you're, like, you know, late teens, early 20s. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: One time, so on my 21st birthday, I was in college. I went with my best friend, now sister-in-law, and we were just talking about this, that we got off the boat in Ensenada and just got in a random bus that said it was going to town from the dock.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And so, you know, we get to the city and we go to Papa's and beer. And, you know, we just start drinking because that's what you do. And... I like this lady that we met in bingo the night before had introduced us to this guy who was like there with his mom but didn't have like anybody to talk to. Uh-huh. And so that was like my like AK boyfriend of the like weekend.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So if those that don't know and Papa's in Papa's and Beer, like the main thing is like they pour a shot in your mouth and just start flipping you upside down. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Thank you. So that's like their big thing. Okay. So. As the day goes on the bar starts like filling up cuz as I said we were there rather early like probably like 10 or 11. Sure. And like my like sister-in-law got like flipped upside down and then somehow I ended up in some sort of body shot situation and then there was like this someone that lived in Mexico. She was some sort of sex worker and was stripping in the middle of the bar and you know Just a a great afternoon all around. And so then a couple days later, I'm docking. Um, I had a falling out with my boyfriend of the day.
1: (laughs) Can I ask what the falling out entailed?
0: (laughs) The fact that I went off with somebody else. Oh, you slut. (laughs) It's not as bad as it seems. So he lived like in another state. And we were just hanging out with him, but then, like, we encountered these people that were local to us, and I was like, oh, well, we should go hang out with them, because, like, they're, like, from our area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he wasn't too happy about that, but it was really funny, because he blamed Candace
1: for it and not me. That's amazing. Candace, but, what did you
0: do? I know. But so that day, or the day we get off the ship, it's a Monday, Monday after Thanksgiving, And I have to go to school that day. I drive from Long Beach to where I went to school, which is like an hour. And I'm sitting in class and I I just, I can't hang. Like I have to leave. I'm seas, like I'm getting over sea legs, which is where you still feel like you're on a moving ship, even when you're on land. Sure. And then I am just tired from not sleeping the whole weekend, whatever. Sleep a lot that night, come back to school the next day telling my friends about it because I didn't get to see them the previous day. And I went to a college, I went to a commuter school. It was like 19, 20,000 people and a guy's riding his bike through the courtyard and he stops and he goes, oh, you're, you're the girl from Papa's and Beer. Oh my God. And I was like, what? Like, wh- like I knew they were local, but that local? <laughs> like, on a campus of
1: 20,000 people? That's a bit too close
0: to home. That's a bit too close to home. So that's why when people are like, "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas," I'm like, Mm-mm. "What happens in Mexico did not stay in Mexico."
1: Yeah, dude, I could see that being the case. Yeah,
0: that's one of my first cruise stories. You know, there's some I I just can't I can't say on the pod.
1: <laughs> I I know those, and I would say that no, don't say those.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just, I'm, like, a big proponent of just, like, making friends, having fun with people, you know, Uh, eating good food. Like, I'm a very picky eater. Like, I've never had eggs or salad dressing or what people would mostly consider normal foods. (laughs) When you go on a cruise ship, I'll try the escargot.
1: Frog legs? Sure. That's astounding to me. I love that. Cruise ship Dina sounds like so much fun. Yeah. We miss wow. her. We miss her. I'm sure she'll be back someday. Yeah. We'll find some other way to bring her out. <laughs> so I know for a fact that I've told my story of sneaking on a cruise ship on this podcast before, but that was so my only, my one and only time of being on a cruise ship was because we essentially, you know, uh, not lied, but told, a, told a, a little tale to get on the cruise ship. And we got on there, and it was great. Actually, it wasn't great. We almost got kicked off the island. But before we did that, it was so much fun. We got free drinks. We got crab cakes. We were dancing the night away. It was so much fun. To the point, Dina, where we were going to... Just stay on the cruise ship. <laughs> this is our discussion. We were like, let's just stay on the cruise ship, dance the night away. It was just going to like a port that was like next door. So we were like, what if we just stay on the cruise ship? And then yet again, friend of the pod, Brian George, we were going to ask our friend Brian George to fly over to the next port, bring us our passports so that we could just get off the ship and then just like come back home at our <laughs> own leisure. That was, that was genuinely our plan. <laughs> uh we great did not planned. thankfully. uh if we had that would have been more of an international incident than it already was so thank goodness that we chose to get off the ship when we did and you know no no nobody was harmed and no the embassies were called yeah no embassies were called nobody was harmed we just have a great story eight years later so hopefully you know or maybe we don't i don't know maybe that's the reason why i haven't gotten like like some kind of job that i've been applying for is that that's like a red <laughs> mark in my background check i assume maybe i
0: should apply for a job at like carnival and they can see you know how fun i am yeah dude um i was supposed to go uh on a cruise this year or 2020 actually um to alaska which would have been interesting like i've only really been on like tropical vacations um on cruises like caribbean bahamas mexico i've okay. never i've never done that one um which i was really excited about but obviously um you know that whole pandemic thing really got in the way especially via a cruise
1: ship yeah you definitely do not want to be on a cruise ship during uh, a pandemic it turns out that was that seems like the worst place to be <laughs> yeah um but it was going
0: to alaska which seems like one of the safer places to be that's for sure. I could have just hung out there. Um, the interesting thing about a cruise ship, oh my, Mo, I'm going to need you not to do that during the recording.
1: Mo, be a professional.
0: He's he's on a little on edge because we've had some lightning and thunder.
1: Oh no, poor guy.
0: But we, uh, so on a cruise ship, there's like it really depends on like who you're with on the mm-hmm. on board. So like I've been on a cruise ship where it was spring break week and so <laughs> it was flooded with like hundreds of and I I mean I was only 24 at the time so it's not like I was that old but I was older than these college students from Ohio that hadn't seen warmth in 6 months and I was oh just like God. I can't I can't hang with this and also it was at school in Ohio that's named Miami so it's like That's unfortunate for them because they have to explain that every time. And then like the last cruise I was on, which was I think like three years ago or something like that. I think I was 30-ish, 29 or 30. And it was a week-long cruise, like the first week of September, which is tough. My family has vowed never to go in September because there was a hurricane that we were like escaping in Cabo. (laughs) But um, because it's the first week of like what would traditionally be like school and also it's a week-long cruise, there's not – and I I was single at the time. So, you know, I was looking out for young people that me and my friend could just like hang out with, you know, because socializing is a big part of it. But because it was a week-long cruise, there's not a lot of young people on there. Like those are more the weekend cruises or Caribbean, not a week-long one in Mexico And so we were one of, like, less than 10 people in, like, your late 20s, early 30s. Like, there was (sighs) nobody on this ship. And there was, like, this thing where we were, like, getting, like, kind of fatigued where we were, like, is that person cute or have we just been trapped on this boat? Because the hurricane, we didn't get to get off the ship for, like, four or five days, which never happens.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: There was, like, this guy and we were, like, is he cute? And then we were, like, no, no, he's he's young or you know it was just like he's too young for us right we're older like real cute
1: or cruise ship cute
0: well i didn't have my glasses on at the time so i was like is he like i i just honestly couldn't tell and for those that don't know i wasn't lying last week i was blind as a child and i still have really bad vision um and especially if i'm not wearing my glasses i was just like oh and like it was just kind of one of those things from like afar like it looked like he dressed nice but then when you got up close you were like oh no you know oh yeah but I was, my friend was seasick one night and I was sitting at the bar and he came up and sat next to me. Well, it turns out one of them, they were twin brothers. I don't know. Oh. I had not been making eyes at him. I like nothing, right? He, he just also, there's no young people on the ship. So he's just looking for anybody to talk to because he's on a cruise ship with his parents. And I was at the bar just drinking a cocktail just minding my own business, and there was these people next to us, uh, this family that were going through an entire bottle of Patron because they had the unlimited drinking pass. So it was very entertaining to watch, making small talk like between me, him, the bartender, somebody else next to us. And I said, wow, I wish I could hang with that. But like, that's a no go for me. Like, I can't do that. And he was like, Oh, yeah, me neither. Because I'm not allowed. Or something like that. Like, it was very clear he wasn't old enough to drink. Oh, fuck. And then he was, like, asking me, like, where I was going to go after that. Like, because, like, people will go to the club or the show or the comedy club or, you know. There's a couple different spots on the cruise ship. Sure. And I wanted to just, like, calmly tell him, like, sir, I am 10 years too old for you.
1: Nina, yeah, just be the older woman. <laughs> yeah. And so I just said...
0: I think I just said I was going into a place that I knew was twenty one and over.
1: That's so mean! How dare you let him down? You could be like the cougar. Are we old enough to be cougars yet? Is thirty old enough to be a cougar? I don't. Probably now we are. Well, compared to that guy, certainly right. Yeah. Anyway, be a cougar. <laughs> that's my argument. Um. So yeah. So
0: that's just some of my cruise intel.
1: I love that. You know what? I really wish. That I had like looked into more that I had done. Do you remember what was that called when we were in high school or like college? Semester at Sea.
0: Oh yeah, I, I had like
1: looked to that because okay. Do you remember there was a show co-starring Ryan Gosling? By the way, that was like early Ryan Gos, and it was about people who were on like a Semester at Sea like ship. And I was like, that looks like so much fun. And I think that MTV also had like a reality show.
0: I think I remember the reality show. I remember. Uh, fellow twins Zach and or the Sweet Life
1: of, on deck the Sweet Life oh, yeah yeah what Zach and Cody is that it yes Dina it's Zach and Cody don't make it <laughs> seem like I'm the only one who remembers the Sweet Life I, of Zach and Cody I could
0: not remember if that was their real name or the show um my apologies but yeah I that one um I actually. I mean, I know I said I should apply for Princess. I did apply to work on the spa in a cruise ship, and I actually went to an interview in Vegas. What? And it was, like, postgraduate. Like, Whitney and I graduated in 2008 when, of course, there was, like, no jobs ever. And so I was like, well, I might as well, like, ride this out aboard, you know, in the open waters. Like, why not? Um, But, like, that's where I learned the pay scale is – I think so. They they pay for your room and board, obviously, and you get free food and all of that kind of stuff. But you basically work like twelve hours a day, six days a week, or six and a half days right. a week. Like you, I think like every week you get a different day off, so that you can see like different ports. How it worked? Oh, see, that's cool. But the like the way this so this company basically supplied all the salon workers for. A bunch of different cruise lines okay and the pay scale was just so low and then like you were supposed to make commission on products and stuff like that like it really just seemed like a very odd situation and so i didn't end up going through with it but yeah i did go to vegas that night and party by myself so
1: that is so much fun
0: well, I, I was, my mom happened to be there for a slot machine tournament, which just, you know, tells you about my family. And so I went I out for like her. your mom even more. That's awesome. And so I had dinner with her and her friends. And then I just like went out for like a Long Island by myself. I really have no problem doing things by myself, which is probably
1: an issue. No way. I think that it's the best. I feel the same way. I think that it's just a sign of somebody who enjoys your own company. And I think that that's a good thing. Really quickly, returning to the TV show with Ryan Gosling because I just wanted to verify my own, like, memory. Mm -hmm. It was called Breaker High. Breaker High. And it was on, like, the – what was Channel 13? Do you remember? It wasn't the CW. UPN. It was on UPN on, like, Saturday mornings. And so I used to watch it. And it was basically they would go from, like, port to port to port. And then they would like get into little like shenanigans like the first episode or or, like one of the episodes is in like India and then one of them's in like Scotland. And then, you know, it's always like. That sounds amazing. Dude, it was so good. And ever since I like, you know, I obviously liked Ryan Gosling on that show and it was in like 97. And then he became like famous for The Notebook and stuff. And I was always like. That's that little kid from Breaker High. He's so hot now.
0: I feel like you and I are always, like, ahead of the curve as far as crushes. Definitely. And, like, I remember you and I being so upset that, like, after the OC and, like, Seth Cohen, like, nerdy guys became popular. I know. Because then it was like, well, damn it. How are we supposed to manage in this? Dude. There are two that I really distinctly remember liking before they got popular. One of which is Ryan Reynolds, the other Ryan. Of course. Yes. I watched him in Two Guys A and Girl in and a Pizza Place. The best. Way early on. And then the second is Evan Peters, which I still have not seen one episode of American Horror Story. Um, but uh he was in this Show in like the early 2000s called The Days, and I watched it because like Days, my middle name. Um, and he played like the kind of like the Paul Dano character in Little Miss Sunshine, like the rebellious teen boy, right? And I was like, Oh, he's really cute. And then like 10 years later, everybody's like, Have you heard of this Evan Peters guy? And I was like, Yes, I have,
1: obviously. I think that Evan Peters is cute, but then his eyes scare me. they're so dark; they seem to hold secrets.
0: <laughs> well, that's because I mean I don't it's not alleged, but he's gone through some stuff with Emma Roberts. Oh yikes, um Awkward. If you remember there was a domestic violence call of her attacking him. Oh
1: shit! <laughs> I did not remember that,
0: yeah. And then she got arrested, and then they had to be like, no, no, we're fine. We're still engaged. But they've since broken
1: up. Yikes, dude.
0: You know, Emma Roberts, speaking of, like, what we were talking about last week with Army Hammer of people trying to make him happen, people are still trying to make Emma Roberts happen.
1: Ugh, I just do not get it. I I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess she has the family relations, but I don't find any, any talent to be had there.
0: <laughs> nope, nope, Sorry. there's not
1: a single one. <laughs> nope. Oh, I have I have a couple things here. So one is a really great um, review. Finally, Dina, we find, I think, again, this is a female-driven perspective here on the pod. And so whenever I see reviews of Mary-Kate and Ashley movies that are, like, female-driven or perspectives that, like, actually seem to take it seriously, I always really enjoy that hmm so on refinery tw- 29 they wrote up uh, a little review about this movie and i'll just read a little bit of it to you because i really like the fact that they actually like really took it seriously so it says while this film was actually the sequel to the original the case of the sea world adventure we find it to be the to be the far more provocative work of the two-part series <laughs> The story finds the super-duper snoopers ensnared in a high-seas whodunit with important scientific advancements at stake. The twins are vacationing with their dolphin-training parents and their seasick-prone boss on a carnival cruise line, and the opening scene delves right into the sensitive topics of overworked fathers and parental abandonment. Our hearts hurt for the family as they desperately try to plead with their patriarch to pry himself away from his very important work, which consists of typing random keys on the world's largest laptop. (laughs) But then the last part says the third act explores universal humanistic themes, such as truth at all costs and valuing friendship over money and fame. The musical finale will tug at the heartstrings of any moviegoer, preaching the importance of each and every being on this earth. Overthinking may steer you wrong here, as it's easy to think that a feel-good song about accepting sea creatures feels confusing at the end of a mystery film, but the lyrics are too moving to dwell on the plot. After all, we are all singing the same sweet song, even if some sing treble and some sing bass. (laughs) I really like that one. I was like, unlike some of our other, you know, Scott Weinbergs or whatever. uh, Fucking Scott Weinberg. This one really took it seriously. And I think, you know, that's my type of review. It's clearly kind of making fun of it but it's also clearly you know taking it seriously i also found an article that was published in july but it's talking about how i guess the unsolved mysteries reboot was on netflix you know yeah i watched a couple episodes of it yeah exactly i did not because not the same without a host yeah i have zero interest in any kind of unsolved mystery. <laughs> but i guess there was this question of you know who's gonna solve these unsolved mysteries and then Some fan tweeted at Netflix that Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen as these sort of super duper (laughs) snoopers should be called in to like solve the unsolved mystery, and then Netflix like actually tweeted it out that they need to solve it. So I really, I really like that one. I wonder if they would ever do
0: some sort of like hosting. That would be interesting. Highly doubt it. I think what I need from them right now is just to show a little personality about the situation.
1: Yes. Definitely.
0: Like, they did the Ellen interview, but, like, whatever. That's, like, what, seven minutes or something? Yeah. I need them to either do, like, a lengthy podcast interview. Of course, Mary-Kate and Ashley, you're invited on the pod anytime. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Or, like, I don't know. I just – I'd like I'd like some insight. Not that they owe us anything because they gave their entire childhood to entertainment, I guess. Yeah. But I would like to know if they have a sense of humor.
1: Me too. I think that, unfortunately, that might be, understandably, something that never happens. Because I think that that they're now so closed off because of the fact that they grew up with that sort of, like, life that was so public. And everybody was so interested in what they did. So now I can see, even when they're on Ellen or any kind of talk show that they're on, you can tell that there's, like, this, this sense of kind of, you know, they'll give us some talking points but they're not going to give us everything which i you know i can't say that i blame them yeah but again our our doors are always open metaphorically (laughs) if you'd like to come on the podcast listen i
0: dress covid i mean i have met them which i don't know if i've discussed on the pod you haven't i one one day i don't i think i was like 18 or 19 if you don't know the olsons have a coffee table book They were doing a signing at the Westwood Barnes & Noble. I was waiting for my new cell phone to be delivered to the house, which back in the day you had to like sign for and it was like a big deal. And I think I just skipped it and went to Westwood without a cell phone. Oh my gosh. And just I don't like now having the attention span I do. I'm not sure how I because I was in line for like six hours with no phone. Wow. Wow. I don't know how what I did it. even
1: have done? Yeah. I don't know.
0: And like half the time you're just on the street. So it's not like I could go inside and like, you know, grab a book or anything. Um, That's and I crazy. got my a book sign from them and I still have it. Um, they're very tiny in person. They were very gracious though. I think I was like, I want to say I was like within the top, like 20 people. Oh, wow. Like I was there early, but you know, if like, if they want to reunite, I guess is what I'm saying. With you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I assume they do. <laughs> I mean, I assume if they listen to any of our podcasts, then they would see that we're all about, you know, we're on the up and up here.
0: Yeah. Speaking of, so, you know how we've been, like, looking at, like, well, a couple weeks back, we were looking at the their real estate more frequently because of the whole, like, Mary-Kate divorce. Sure. My anxiety... I don't know what you would want to call it, my just dissatisfaction for my place at the moment, <laughs> um, I started looking up, like, apartments in Manhattan.
1: I love this.
0: To to which uh, my boyfriend was like, huh? What? <laughs> uh, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, because I guess in every other major city except for Los Angeles, rent has gone down. Or at least in the suburbs of Los Angeles, where rent has only gone up. It's actually the same price to live there as it is here, basically.
1: Wow. Yeah. That is shocking.
0: But yeah, so that's on my mind. I love that. Maybe you could live with the Olsons. I'm sure they have a spare room.
1: I'm sure they have like a spare apartment. That's true. It must be. Do you have any Olson gossip for us? I do not.
0: (laughs) There wasn't a lot. People seem to be focused on, um, I guess, something political happened, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I don't understand what that even means, but um, apparently nobody cares about the Olsen twins anymore. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, uh, basically, I mean, you know, it continues to just be article after article after article on, for some reason, how Elizabeth Olsen feels about growing up with Mary-Kate and Ashley. yeah. not really anything like new it's just like a repackaging of her saying like oh it's definitely not a lot of people's average childhood growing up with like these two older sisters but I don't know if any of us look back on our childhoods and think of them as average that's what she said so I don't know that's the latest gossip
0: I definitely look back at my childhood and think it was
1: average so whatever yeah not not all of us had superstar older sisters yeah
0: exactly I I feel bad for her in the fact that like in that article, which you spoke about last week, she says like, well, they're just going to take one line and kind of make whatever they want. And like literally she made one comment about her sisters (laughs) and they've done like 10,000 articles about it.
1: So many articles. I keep seeing new things pop up and then I'm like, I I think, did she say something new? But then no, it's not that at all. They just take the exact same lines that she said before and they repackage it. In order to like keep talking about WandaVision, which, like, okay. Yeah. I I have no real interest in that because I'm not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Neither am I. I've only seen two movies of the Marvel Universe within, and that was like during quarantine. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Speaking of, do you have any uh, pop culture recommendations for us this week, Dina?
0: Oh, um, let's see. What have I been watching? I watched The King of Staten Island, which was. Okay, I mean, if you're into the Judd Apatow universe, it's good and it's a quicker pace than his other movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually been listening to the podcast, Busy Phillips is Doing Her Best.
1: Right, I've also listened to that a couple times.
0: And I recommend it for, it's definitely a a much more woman forward listen. Um, And sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it.
1: Mm, I could see that. I gave it a listen as well. And I I listened to the Sarah Ramos episode because obviously we both love Sarah Ramos. Mm -hmm. Come on the pod, Sarah. You have an open invitation. Yes. Um, But I felt the same way where I was like, okay, it's great to have a female perspective. You know, I feel like sometimes as with everything, you can get the male perspective really dominating the podcast space. But, you know, at the same time, sometimes with Vizzy Phillips, she gets a little bit – on my nerves, but I don't want to say that. But she just interrupts a lot,
0: and I really I have a lot of interest in what Cassie and Tira have or Santira have to say.
1: Definitely, I agree.
0: Um. Oh, I do have a recommendation, which is for all all genders, all ages. Um. I watched What We Do in the Shadows.
1: I love that show,
0: and it's so good. Uh, we finished the first season. I've been loving that. I finished my rewatch of Friends, so I'm kind of on the hunt for, like, a new comedy. Oh, and The Great North, which is done by the same people as Bob's Burgers, but it's with Nick Offerman. That's also really good.
1: Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, I think that's it. What about you? I like that. Okay, so with What We Do in the Shadows, I love Matt Berry, who is, he plays, like, the one of the vampires. The energy vampire? No, no, he doesn't play that one. He plays the one, he has, like, a British accent. I don't know. He's really funny. The husband. Guy. Yes, exactly, the husband vampire. And he has another show on Netflix and it's called Toast of London and it's so fucking funny. That guy is like the funniest guy in the whole wide world. I just can watch him like read the dictionary. I think that he's so funny. <laughs> anyway, so that's my uh, recommendation going off of what you just talked about. And then my general recommendation continues to be and this is, you know, consider this your reminder to watch Search Party on hbo max yes so good it's on the fourth season now it like you know they for some reason hbo max does this thing where they like release three episodes a week for like a few weeks so we couldn't like binge it in the way that i wanted to which is probably better in the end but uh we watched the three more episodes on thursday and it's just so absurd and it's so like out of this world in terms of like Things that you would never expect to see on a TV show, and you see it on this TV show, and it's just, like, it makes you feel like you're insane, or the TV show's insane, but it's so good. I really need to get on that one. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And for podcasts, I recommend Who Weekly, co-hosted by Bobby Finger, who used to write for Jezebel. It's so fucking funny they basically delve down into like people they like categorize people dina you would like this they categorize people into either who's where like nobody knows who they are they're like d-list barely celebrities or like thems which is like an a-list you know everybody knows of them kind of celebrity Mm -hmm. and then but they only delve down into like these stories and they like kind of describe to you in detail everything that's going on with like these who's so like people that you like never have heard of You've never, like, even considered in your life, they, like, go into these stories about these people. So it's, like, really, really funny. They're, that was, like, where I first learned about the driver's license song. And, like, <laughs> the whole drama there because that they, like, consider it their mission to just, like, go into these, like, tangents about weird shit about people who you don't know about. And it sounds like it's, like, meaningless, but it's actually, like, really, really funny. I would love that. I want to listen it's really- to that. Speaking of drama, I mean... Last week we did touch on Army Hammer, but it's just like that has gotten so dark. Dude, so out of control dark. That guy needs to figure his shit out. Did you hear about the connection with Erica Jane now? Dude, I was going to say the two of them can now start hooking up and then go off on their own because I care for neither of them. And I think that they both need to be on their own little island. They can go to what was, what's that island that he's on? Uh, Cayman. They can go to the Caymans together. But on a good note, on a good army Hammer and gossip note, speaking of gossip, did you see everything about him on Gossip Girl and how him <laughs> and Blake Lively apparently didn't get along? Yeah. Well, they're an insufferable bitch, allegedly. Um, and then, like, I saw on Dumois that Mois. um,
0: people, like, <laughs> like, somebody wrote in and they're like, oh, yeah, Blake Lively's so hard to work with. And it's like, really, like, like, even if she was at her whatever, like, not having a not the greatest experience on
1: Gossip Girl, you're going to compare that to Army Hammer? At least Blake Lively, to my knowledge, has never, you know, branded people, told people that she wants to cut out their ribs and cook them in, like, a serious manner, talked on her Finsta about whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. So at least she has that on her side. Yeah. Oh, wow. What people will just, like, divert
0: to or, like, try and like divert attention is just like amazing to me
1: and it's also always i've noticed like no one will ever stand up for a woman in that kind of situation but people will always find a way to like demonize a woman and stand up for a man you know what i mean i mean sorry this like again gets this into my own little like political viewpoint but i just hate this idea i'm like okay well fuck maybe blake lively was a bitch but you know what like who cares the fact of the matter is is that we're talking about army hammer and what an asshole he is so like maybe let's stay on subject did you see my post yesterday on Instagram, um, at Dina Day,
0: for those interested, of uh, the BoJack Horseman quote? I can't remember it. Tell me. it's He says something to the effect of, like, oh, that was the real problem with feminism, is that they just needed <laughs> to get a man on board.
1: Yeah. Ain't that the truth, JK?
0: And, yeah, like, that was another thing that they brought up on, like, the Busy Phillips podcast was Um, I was just on an episode where they were talking about Chris Evans, his photo leak. Right. And they were like, okay, so this shows that people are capable of being nice when something like that happens and come to his defense. When even in this instance, that photo leak was his fault, as opposed to the women that it happened to where their private
1: information was hacked. And they had to apologize. Dude, don't even get me started on this. <laughs> because do you remember that guy, Jeffrey Tubin, who was like a part of the New Yorker? And he was on the a Zoom call. Familiar. Okay, so basically the short version is that he was on a Zoom call for work and they- he like exposed himself and i can't tell you how many times i like heard read everything like that people being like oh well that's so sad it's like you know so understandable that that happened we should like be forgiving and it's like no like this was his of his own volition this wasn't like like where somebody like leaked this or like it wasn't you know like it wasn't Aaron Andrews where there was like a cam in his room exactly but it's yet again like this this sort of like we always lean to this side of being forgiving and understanding when it comes to men and their sort of proclivities. But when it comes to women and anything that they may do, I feel like people are just judge them so much more harshly and they're just so much more assholes towards them when it comes to anything. And that just really pisses me off. And on that note, I think we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, do not watch this video. Do not. Do not go onto YouTube. <laughs> do not look this up. I'm not joking. It sounds like I'm joking because I can't ever keep like a straight face or voice, but I'm begging you, do not do this because you don't want to support whatever the fuck that is.
0: Yeah. Obviously, you want to like experience it for yourself, which we understand, but this person just doesn't need money. Nope. For it. Do not
1: Yeah. Okay, um, on that note, you can find us on Instagram at yougotitdudepod. I am at Whitney R. Peterson. I'm at Dina Day. Dina dot day, sorry. Yes, and rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. Let us know you're listening. We love
0: to hear from people and like what they think or what they want more of. Let
1: us know. Yeah, give us your feedback. Okay. On that note, we'll talk to you all next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.